And today I want to talk about the seven types of sex. Uh, actually, in my course, I teach the six types. Uh, I teach it like the wives don't like the last two. And honey, I don't even know. Well, you know we've done reels on this, but we've never really had conversations about this. Not really. Um, why people stay together for the kids, and it's not what you think. Why men are not leading in their home. I'm Cass. And I'm Catherine. Not so obvious ways to get the sex back. So when you dated your husband in the beginning, did you ever answer the door with your hair all crazy? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. All right, Moral Marriage Podcast, where we dive right into our abusive, our toxic, our sexless marriage, and all the lessons we learn along the way to save our marriage. And today, I want to talk about the seven types of sex. Uh, actually, in my course, I teach the six types. Uh, I teach it like the wives don't like the last two. And honey, I don't even know. Well, you know we've done reels on this, but we've never really had conversations about this. Not really. Um, and so I'm going to add in a seventh one today that's not in my course. My guys in my program, Marriage Lords, they understand why we don't have a seventh, but I'm going to include it for you guys today because you're not in the program. Okay, so I'm on the edge of my seat. What's ooh, the seventh? The I'm seventh. excited. Oh, I think you're going to love the seventh one, and you're going to be so proud of me for not including it in the program. All right. Okay. All right, so here we go. Let's dive into it. So the first type of sex is – I'm going to work, by the way, from the top, the, the extreme awesomeness. And work our way down because that's obviously why the wives don't like the last two. Oh, and by the way, guys, I maybe Catherine, you can give us some insight on this baby kicks because I, I'm assuming that women feel a lot of the same ways. I know we get a lot of comments on our social media. What if it's a husband that doesn't want sex and things like that? And I know that's not exactly your realm, but I'd love to hear any perspective or insight for those that listen that might feel like that as we go through. Is that cool? Yeah, cool. Okay, awesome. Thanks, baby. Okay, so uh, working our way from top down. Uh, <laughs> so top means like the best. I'm going to, I'm going to call it the best. And this is partly why I would love to hear your perspective, because I think this is, could be man versus woman kind of, kind of thought, right? Fun one. Okay. So the top, I would call it crazy. It's like all the adventure stuff. You know, I just saw your silks picture on the Apple TV and I'm thinking right away, like sex wings and like all that, all the kind of excited different activities you could try. You know, there's the taboo, um, you know, and, I'm just going to say this stuff. I'm not going to confirm or deny whether we do any of this because that's none of your business, people. All that's right. right. None we, of your business. We share enough of our story. But, you know, this for, for me, in my, when I teach you guys, this would be like the, you know, anal, sex swings, uh, prostate. You're going for um, cervical orgasms. Like it's, it's all the, the stuff that's not the normal. Okay. Follow me? I follow. Okay. Uh, so far, she's just listening. If you're just not, if, listening. Yeah, if you're not, if you're waiting, not watching, she's just waiting, waiting to be so, called upon here for my expertise. <laughs> for your expertise. <laughs> and, oh, you're an expert in the subject. <laughs> uh, so if you think about that being the top, the reason why that's at the top is simple to me. Like if you're safe enough in your marriage and you're passionate, you're emotionally connected, your intimacy is there on all the different levels. Of course, you guys are opening up to trying new things. Now, this you must be careful. Because if you think about sometimes, especially men, I'm going to use anal. It's an easy example. If you use anal as an example where a man just, yeah, we want to do it sometimes, right? Well, it doesn't mean that you're there just because you want it and you're having all these other levels of sex. But also at the same time, it doesn't mean you're not there if something like that doesn't satisfy your partner. But the point is 
there could be a conversation. You're open to those things. And this is not like when I say don't talk about sex. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. For a moment, I thought you were talking to the viewers. I forgot we're not live. So I almost oh. didn't answer you. Yes. Gotcha. Make gotcha. Sense. Okay. So below that, you're going to have what we'd say is carnal. This would be like passion. Like you're just dying to have each other. There's not much to it, really. It's like, obviously, today we need it. We need it now. Right? Or like passion-fueled. Passion-fueled. More animalistic. Right? And then below that, we're going to have quickies. I know you say that makes you feel like a woman, my, my woman, when you want me like that. Right? I think any woman, when you can turn your husband on that fast and get the job done that fast, you feel powerful and you feel like, yeah, that's my man and I'm his woman. Yeah, and, I think and this is this is this is a common thing with women. And also, if I can add to that, mm -hmm. depending on what stage of life you're in, like there's all like he's talking about all different kinds of sex. Sometimes you want to be with your husband, but you know you're like we have three kids under four. So if we have to, if we want to sneak off, it's going to be a quickie because we can't leave our kids alone for right. longer than a couple of minutes. Same with on dates. Like obviously you're not going for a big yeah, three, hour long rendezvous on a date when you're out in public. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think for men as well, like there's a, like there's times when I'm like, I need you right now, right? And so that those moments aren't the ones where I want to like spend a whole lot of time, right? Yeah, that's why it's yeah. called a quickie. Called quickie, yeah. Okay, now below quickie, then we're going to go to committed. Now committed, we really have to talk about. I think this is probably the most important rung And on the most misunderstood why don't you start? Because you, okay. you, yeah, you've got something. There. Yeah. So committed, committed sex doesn't mean obligatory. It means you're committed to each other, not you're committed to doing the deed, doing the job, getting your husband off. You're not committed to the act. You're committed to each other and being together. You're committed to being husband and wife. And I mean, I don't have to tell you guys this, but sex is something that you only do with your partner. You're not doing that with anything else because you're committed to your partner. So I think committed sex, some people... Um, especially people that watch and listen to us, they misunderstand committed sex. I know I did because I was doing it as a job. I was, it was the obligatory. Don't give away the next one. I, it was the <laughs> obligatory. Yeah. I'm, I'm his wife. So I should. And I actually believe that. So we could, we could do a whole other episode on that. I'm his wife. So I should. And that's something that your husband needs. And as his wife, you, you, you should be fulfilling those needs, but as a husband, you should want her to want more than just a, yes. And you. he should be filling right. your emotional right. needs as right. well. Um, there's so much that goes into that, but yeah, the committed sex I think is really misunderstood because, well, I think it gets confused with the next rung of the ladder here that you're. Why don't go into. Why don't we blend them? Because I think this might be sure. easier for a lot of people to understand. So the next one down would be job sex, committed sex, checking off the to do list. Um, you're pouty, you're frustrated, you're angry, so your partner feels like they have to do it for you, right? And so that is where the gray area comes in. So for example, and also we can add fear into that too, mm -hmm. right? So the reason why is because quite, quite honestly, a lot of the sex that we had prior in the bad years was out of fear. So it started with a lot of wanting, right? So it was committed and it was also the other top ones. And then it went to, you know, a lot of job, especially when it was like, I was so insecure. I needed her three, four times a day. So that's a lot of job, obviously, and the commitment starts to, you know, be a bit of a burden. And then after a while, you know, with all the problems, well, of course, she's not necessarily wanting me, but then she's going to get upset and afraid if I get upset and angry, right? right? And so there's these two really, really can blend together and confuse so many people. Even, if you're not careful. 
if you're not careful. Because there's nothing wrong with committed sex. You should be committed to each other, committed to meeting each other's emotional needs, physical needs. You should be committed. Job sex is not, it's a form of committed sex because you're sure you're committed to doing it just like you're committed to buying groceries. But like when you buy groceries, I guess you could actually look that like that as a commitment because you want to fuel your family. You want to buy them what they need rather than seeing it as, you know, an annoyance. So it's the mindset. The difference between committed sex and job sex is the mindset because when you have the right mindset that you want to be together with your partner, that you want to have that level of intimacy, that's a lot different than saying, I want to do it to manage my partner's emotions. I want to do it because I feel like he needs me to do it and I don't want to do it. There's a, there's a difference in yeah. the way that you can think about it. And that's why the two can be confusing um, and kind of especially enmeshed. Especially like, like spe you, you'll tell me about some of your clients sometimes and they want to be there for their husband. Mm -hmm. And so it's a gray area because they're also not getting their needs met. So they're, they're almost sort of giving too much away in, in essence. Well, right? yeah, sometimes um, the wives that I work with, it's rare. Because oftentimes they'll be more in my position that I was in where it's it's a job. Right. And because of, you know, the relationship is falling apart. But it's rare. I would say there's a small percentage of women in my program that they really want to be there for their husband. And they actually really desire their husband. But their husband isn't meeting their emotional needs. And so they're out of codependency. The only way they feel connected. And I had this problem as well. The only way I felt connected to you. The only way mm -hmm. these women feel connected is through physical intimacy. Right. And that can be really dangerous because like I, I use the word codependent, co the definition of codependence, co codependence is that you are valuing someone else's well-being ahead of your own and you're sacrificing your own well-being. Now, sacrificing your own well-being is not necessarily a bad thing. We talk about sac sacrifice all the time, but well-being is the is the key point. You don't want to sacrifice your core values and, you know, your emotional, physical well-being because you can't put your you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. Right, you, right, right. Like you have to take care of yourself. And, and the flip side would be, I mean, I teach men not to go for that. And there's a dangerous area when your wife is trying to connect with you and be there for you where you don't want to reject your wife. But at the same time, you don't want to take this. You don't have the desire. Right. And I, I think I feel like it, it was a, it's quite a challenge. It's quite a challenge for a lot of men. So I think that you just have to tread very carefully when you're thinking about the intent to be committed. And then what does that look like if your partner is committing because of your emotions, like you said, right? Which is or, what I did, yeah. Right. Or because of, uh, you know, the actual intent to connect, which you've also done, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going through a period right now where you've been really sick for a long time. We're trying to figure it out. So, so sometimes it's still committed sex. That's and right. And that's why I say there's nothing wrong with it. Because mm -hmm. if you get complacent, then you're not even having committed sex. And then you're sexless. That's right. Yeah. And if you don't know from us by now... That's what I define sexless as is uh, six months or less, um, six, months, six or months or more, or sorry, more. without sex, or if it's just job sex, pity sex, fear sex, you know, all these kinds of things, because that's not real connected it doesn't, yeah, you're and not, it's not higher. That's right. right. But committed sex counts as sex. If you're having committed sex and you're being intentional and you want to connect and you want to love your husband or your wife, you know, vice oh, versa, yeah, like this, that counts as sex. Yeah, there are So you might that, not be at the top two levels. Like... Like he said, I'm in this sickness that I've had for a year and a half. So, you know, it's not very often that we have the top rung of the ladder. <laughs> so, Fair. Yeah. you know, it's just but like that takes but a lot But there of are times when you like, you're, I, I want you right now. And it's actually more for connecting with me and mm -hmm. being committed, right? Mm -hmm. So you just have to be careful. This would never have happened in the past because 
it, it would have been all fear-based or it would have been all managing emotions, which is the worst. Or men, you're taking, especially men, just, well, no, I mean, even the, the one or two clients I heard you talk about, like, you're just taking it to connect when it's not actually connecting. And you've got to be careful because that sends you down the negative path. Uh, the can next, I say one more thing? Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing that can send you down a negative path is if you feel that you should be having sex at, you know, if you if you follow his theory with these different levels, if you feel that you need to be having the crazy sex, that's the top one, right? Mm -hmm. And the carnal sex to, to have a good sex life, you don't. And if you're coming from a really bad place with sex where there was like, we had sexual abuse, I have sexual trauma from my husband. You don't just automatic. And then of course there's been babies and sicknesses and all kinds of things. You don't just jump to the top rung of the ladder. And so no. you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. You just need to have a relationship with your partner where you can talk openly about it. Mm -hmm. So it can be really, I think what I was going to say, it can be really dangerous. It can be, and really um, unhealthy to think that you need to be at the top rung of the ladder or even the second rung of the ladder. If that happens, great. But if you're not there yet, don't, don't force yourself. Don't make yourself feel guilty about it because you can get there, but you will never get there if you put pressure on yourself. hundred percent. And that's this, that ties in with society, shaming men and women for sex, for, you know, all that. This, that's a whole nother topic we can go down, but I think it's a really valuable point. Mm -hmm. Also don't compare yourself to what you think everybody's doing. Cause most people aren't actually having a passionate sex life. Anyway, think about what you two will blend on as you become more connected right? It's, there's going to be lots of different levels. Just use kids. For example, we might be super wild, hop each other all day, but turn out to be a quickie because the kids were up late, <laughs> you know, like yeah. who knows, or maybe it's even not even happening today and it's better tomorrow. Like you just have to be really realistic guys. There's still life. Okay. Uh, the next one down would be the pity job fear, which we already have covered. Now we kind of blended those all together. And so the one that I don't teach in my course, and there's a really big reason for it, is angry sex, makeup sex. I don't include it because I think that's the stupidest fucking thing on the planet. I know because we tried to connect a lot. We tried to use that as we should always come together to connect. We tried to make it committed sex. And I think at the end of the day, and, and we've never talked about this, so I'm very interested in your opinion, but I think at the end of the day, it was one of the dumbest things we could do. Several, well, because it, can I interject? Yes, please. It puts a Band-Aid on the other stuff that's happening or it mm -hmm. sweeps it under the rug. And I know I just used two cliches there, <laughs> but that's what it does. So if you had a big fight about parenting and you guys didn't talk for 24 hours and then you come together and you connect physically, okay, you know what? There's some value in that, but then did you talk about the parenting? No, you didn't. Or did you talk about the fact that, you know, um, your husband cheated on you and you get in a big fight. Maybe he went out and he did something stupid again because he got drunk and he cheated on you. And, you know, you give it up again the next day because you're because you want to connect. OK, so that is a connection point. But did you talk about the cheating? Are you brave enough to talk about the conflict that you had the day before? Are you brave enough and mature enough to have the hard conversations? The hard conversations? Yeah. So it's great that you can connect physically. It's so important that you can do it, but you can't do it to escape the other stuff that's bad. You can't do Correct. it to feel, you feel good. It changes you hormonally. It changes you emotionally. And then you guys just feel like you're good and you just wait until the next like conflict. It does not work that it way. It doesn't work. And you know, if we're being really, really honest, the amount of times that we tried to bandaid everything, go for it and then stop in the middle. Usually that would have been me and my dumbass self, but um, you know, screaming at each other about the fight. You don't actually, you actually end up disconnected more in a lot of cases and like I, lots yeah. more lots and i know that and won't that was, be all of our listeners or watchers i know that a lot of you will just make it through that moment but mm -hmm. then go back to what catherine just said are yeah. you are you actually solving the actual problem you know 
And if you're a woman and you're using sex to get past something that happened, like I did, I would use sex as a tool to be able to reconnect with my husband. And like he said, we didn't deal with anything. And so sometimes we could be in the middle of the act. And he said screaming at each other. But what he meant was him screaming oh, yeah, at me. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he would literally stop and freak out in the middle of what we were doing. And like one time I remember he threw a laundry basket across the room. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> there were, there were, and there was a lot more things that we've been more intimate that I don't feel comfortable talking about. But if you're doing that as a woman, it's not making it better. Your partner might not be reacting as extremely as he did and, you know, freaking out in the middle of it and walking away from you. But if you're not fixing it, he's probably harboring some of that negativity and it's going to blow back up again. You're enabling, you're enabling yeah. the bad behavior really, you know, uh, I want to end it, but I want to say one more thing real quick. And that is that uh, you know, in the beginning, I said wives hate the last three. Well, the, the reality is I've learned from 4,000 guys in 22 months that men hate the last three also. What were the last but, three again? So the bottom was the, makeup, the job sex. Job and committed? No, yeah, so the bottom, the last three would be job sex. Yeah. And then below that, we're going to have the pity, the oh, frustration, pity, fear, right. managing emotions. And then below that, we're going to have that makeup sex. I think that men hate them all too i mean i haven't heard a lot about men saying they hate makeup sex because typically the passion can be there you just have to really use your head and understand where you're going the you top know? head the top head that's yeah. right yeah all right guys we'll see you next time